Now, before we start, I must pause here for a moment. Those of you who were lucky enough to listen past the closing music of last week's podcast would have been treated to a Gareth epilogue in which he stated why certain facts of the quiz were wrong. Well, I thought I would take this opportunity to point out some more factual incorrect information regarding the Game Central podcast. Number one, Gareth does not have willies as arms. In fact, he has pretty usual arms that wouldn't stand out anywhere. Number two, Guy Whitlock didn't remove his scrotum after failing to play South Park, although we did make it seem as though he had. Number three, Guy was not in regular contact with Nintendo boss Shigeru Miyamoto, who fed him secret information via SMS text messaging service regarding the inner workings of Nintendo. And last but not least, um, for those months that Gareth didn't believe that Drive Club was an actual golf game, he knew full well it was a driving game, but used the confusion for comic effect. Uh, so there you have, you've been let behind the curtain. Uh, we've pushed the fourth wall back. Uh, now that that is cleared up, I'd like to apologise for misleading anyone who may have believed that these facts were true. And yes, Don does actually have a girlfriend. I know many people would have thought that was a running joke. <laughs> Knock, knock. Who's there? The Game Central Podcast. The Game Central Podcast who? The Game Central Podcast, episode 54. That's who. And what a show we have for you today. My, my, my. But first on the introductions for the 54th time. It was Shrove Tuesday for Gareth this week. And Gareth only, as no one ever knows about it, was the only one to celebrate Shrove Tuesday. So what was that all about, Gareth? Pancakes. Pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. You had a great pancake day, didn't you? It was literally a day you put aside based primarily around... Most people would, you know, do their daily duties or whatever it is they normally do and then may just have an incidental pancake after dinner just to celebrate pancake day. But you really got into it, didn't you? I love pancakes. It's one of my favourite foods. And uh, I love Pancake Day. My name is Rob, and I have low self-esteem. I know this because an expert told me last week. I was in the room with the expert as I had been feeling quite low lately, but that day I was feeling particularly upbeat because the sun was out, until I was told I had low self-esteem. So now I have low self-esteem. Gareth, do you remember when you were younger and you would stand next to your dad on a bench? You were on the bench, not your dad. And you would think, wow, this is high. But then when you got older, you are taller than your dad but you don't feel that you are particularly high. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and that was absolutely brilliant. And then we have the (laughs) ball stud of the trio. His name is Don, and he has just been to a party. Hi, Don. You all right? How you doing, Don? You okay? Yeah, you know, I've just been to the party. Got two people, two new people just joined us. Oh, that's fantastic, brilliant. Yeah, so we went out to party to celebrate their coming... Uh, of age yeah, absolutely fantastic it were so uh, you drink a lot Don yeah I'm at- no I wouldn't say I'm absolutely shafted I had a pint or so I went a bit over the top uh, going right to my head which considering is only a few feet from my stomach ain't too bad alright Don that's absolutely fantastic thank you very much glad you could join us um, what a show we have today this is us 
this is this, and I shall now tell you what is in this that has us in it. First, we have that lovely news, news that is so important in the gaming industry. Then it's on to what have we been playing as I try to make sense of the world of Nintendo. And Gareth has some horrible criticism for a coming together of some of his favourite franchises on the PC. But before that, it's Don's Hot Goss Ip. You're right, Chuck. <laughs> You're right, John. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Just been to a party. You've been to a party? That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm a big boy now. I'm allowed to go out and drink with everyone. Normally they don't let me. Because I've been out, you know. It's been absolutely fantastic. And they've got two new workmates that I can play with. That's absolutely fantastic, Don. So, what is the news? The hot news that you've... Well, we say hot news. It's actually hot topic. What is it that you've got for us today? Well, you know, I've, I've been out and stuff, having a drink, as you do when when you're an adult, and you don't need ID to get served at the bar, uh, that I'll look at just over my eyeballs, uh, I'll just look above it and just put my nose up on the bar, look at the bridesmaid, sorry, not bridesmaid, barmaid, I've had a bit to drink, you'll have to forgive me. Uh, Mortal Kombat X is going to have a downloadable character. Now, you might wonder who it could be. In the past, they've had the likes of Freddy Krueger and stuff like that. But this time, rumour has it as a hot gossip that it's going to be none other than the main punter himself, Predator. Now, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. I can tell you now that the amount of times I played Mortal Kombat and I thought to myself, you know what this game needs? It needs a little more Predator right in there. And now they've only gone and done it. So maybe I'm an oracle, maybe I'm scientific, but what I can tell you now is that that is this week's hot gossip. Thank you, Don. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, the first news, guys, is that I'm sure we can all be happy. Uh, Guy Whitlock has got a job. About bloody time, too. About bloody time. If no one knows who Guy Whitlock is, he is the guy who we used to... been stealing your tax money for the last four years. Well said. Was it, has it been four years? I don't know. I don't, it's it's I don't been know. ages. It's been ages. But he is on the up and up, and we wish you all the best... Uh, something that's not on the up and up and will be stealing your hard-earned cash is the Order 1886, should you decide to buy it. Uh, Don's really excited about it because uh, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive and he loves PlayStation 4, don't you, Don? Love it. It's great. Are you going to be one of these people that sticks up for the Order even though it's been panned pretty much universally from everyone? No, I'm going to stick to my original assumption that it's a poor man's... Resident Evil 4 steampunk Victorian England version you might as well just play well, Resident Evil 4 that's that's out on digital now you should just get that instead same game well, well said Don and Thanks you know so. the order 1886 I haven't played the other 1885 of them <laughs> it's good it's good no but can you laugh more Gareth 
I'll edit that back. Right, yeah. developer Reddit Dawn has addressed concerns about the length of the game's campaign. Now, this news is not hot off the press. This is a few days old. Sorry about that. The reviews have just come out, and people are saying it's around the eight-hour mark on your first play. Uh, not that you'd probably want to play it, because people are... I say people, reviewers are bringing up specifically the uh, monotonous gameplay, the story, well, the lack of story or interest in the game, uh, and basically the only positives are the admittedly stunning graphics. But I think this is a good sign for us going forward in that a game... It was the same with Rise Son of Rome. It was pretty much style over substance. It looked great when it came out, but it was pretty much a one-note game. And they're saying, while it looks brilliant, uh, it's not moving the genre or anything else forward at all. You know, it's very set in its basics, and it's good that it's getting universal criticism, but Gareth, it's not going to stop people buying it, is it? Uh, Probably not, to be honest. Even though, like, I watched um, about 30 minutes of gameplay, and I used the term gameplay very loosely earlier, and it just looked like the most boring thing. Even the shooting... Just looks like the person who was playing it just literally stood still and just mm. shot the people. They didn't have to take cover. They didn't have to do anything fancy. They just like stood there and shot people. And then eventually they won because they shot all the people. And then another yeah. cutscene played. And it's just, it's 90% cutscenes, 8% walking between things, 2% standing still and shooting, and 100% boring. Yeah. <sighs> No one should buy well, that game. And Don, is it going to be a game you're going to pick up or are you going to wait till it comes down in price a bit? No, I'll wait till it turns up on PS Plus for free. <laughs> which is bound to do oh, in about six months. <laughs> that's really nice. Well, someone who likes to make big promises is Peter Molyneux. And he says, I don't think I've ever knowingly lied. So he doesn't know if he's knowingly lied. He doesn't think he has but you can't be 100% sure. So could that be a lie all into itself? Um, I actually met Peter Molyneux once, or as he's supposed to be called, as he told me, his actual name is pronounced Molly Nooks. Um, It was outside Eurogamer. He was having a cigarette by the line. I don't know why. I think he wanted to be noticed, you know, because... If you don't go out into the line of people queuing up to have a cigarette, surely you've got a cigarette room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I talked to him. He was an alright guy. I had my picture taken with him, chatted to him a bit. Uh, wasn't doing a podcast at the time. I was. I'd have said to him, "Can you come on the podcast?" He probably would have said yes. Uh, I'm going to be the best podcast um, guest you've ever had. I'm going to make your podcast uh, very well well renowned. I'm going to give you all a million pounds and you're going to actually have a self-reflection, which would turn out to be liars. But he raised more than £500,000 in Kickstarter in 2012. What is this man, Don? Is he a con artist? he, He seems to go about his life talking about things that he may do, never delivering it, but then still carrying on. Yeah, he seems to have lived off the success of Populous for the entire rest of his career. I mean... Black and White didn't turn out to be that great. Then it was and Fable, wasn't it? Fable. A lot of people do like Fable. I can't say I was one of them particularly. But um, Yeah, but the thing is, when you read the previews of Fable, the things that were being touted were ridiculous. He said stuff like, 
in your town, you will be able to plant a seed and then come back years later when you've grown up as an adult to see that exact seed sprouted into a tree in the exact place you sprouted <laughs> it. You know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, that's nice and probably yeah. not that difficult to do these days anyway. Uh, but no, he's, he's, uh, what was the last thing he did? That weird cube tappy game on mobile platforms. Yeah, and yeah, what was the winner of that? There was some, yeah, there was a, some random guy who didn't even play the whole time. He kind of got into it a bit later and then the cube was already mostly done and then he spent like two days tapping at it and then won. <laughs> yeah, so, so and like it, what was it? He, his prize he was to, a... be, to be like in Goddess, which is the game that Molyneux yeah. is currently having the problems with. He was meant to be the actual, the or one of the gods in, in that game. Um, the guy who beat the cube. But apparently he's, that, that hasn't happened, or at least hasn't happened yet. Probably because Goddess isn't going anywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, well, it's weird. Molyneux's a, a strange man. I've always, you know, I mean, sure he's a nice enough guy, but I don't know. He's always when it comes to his games and he's talking, a bit of a dull boy, isn't he? In the game, he seems life. a bit like a bit of a geezer. Yeah, he's yeah. always a little bit like, yeah, mate, I'll get that for you. No way. Give us a fiver now, and I'll give you yeah. hundred quid when I see you next week. Yeah, and then you never yeah. see him again. Uh, and then oh, and it'll be a new type of money that's worth ten times <laughs> more than any other money, you know. But you know, good luck to him. People giving him money still. He's in a job. No one's ever said to him, you know, are you okay? Are you well? Uh, you know, you keep saying these things. It's like the kid at school isn't. Oh my, my granddad's got a PlayStation Four. Oh uh, yeah, my my dad works for as a ninja assassin. But like, talking about Ninja Assassins, Nintendo cancels plans to launch Wii U TV, EEI, TVII, like the Wii, in Europe. Uh, the game giant said that launching TV platform across multiple territories with different def- licensing regulations proved too complicated. I love Nintendo. They just give up if they can't be bothered. To do- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do, though, don't they? I kind of respect that in a way, though. Cause, cause- yeah. They don't try and force something shit down your throat again. You know, they, they, they had, that is actually completely broken, unless yeah. it's, it's you know, super smash Bros. And then it's like, yeah, sorry, Don. <laughs> but yeah, this was never going to work. Did anyone ever think they were going to be able to get this for all of Europe? It, the, the number of TV stations and the way they work in Europe is insane for normal things to work out. Never mind. Well, the thing is, like, Xbox has got it, PlayStation have got it, and Nintendo just well, said, oh, it's too hard. Then, it's not the same thing, though. They've just got... You can just plug your TV unit, whatever type of box you have in your country, into the back of your Xbox One, and it'll play it through your Xbox One, so you can change the channel and record it and stuff like that through your Xbox. So it's not quite the same as... You know, you're not actually getting a tuner and doing all the deals in that sense. It's just it'd, feel, it'd feel wrong to watch porn on a Wii U, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Although the, the screen is perfect for it, because you can then go to bed, sit in yep. bed, nice, comfortable... You know. Go on, Don. And, uh, with your little... girlfriend yeah she can sit there and you know touch the screen go on Don yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, it is good you know and you know let's all be honest when we masturbate we use our iPads so we're not really going to want to use this and then you've done that and then obviously your children play with it and then you think not not that I'm talking about the Wii U pad <laughs> <laughs> and you feel guilty about what you've done and then it just adds to all sorts of complications that's probably what Nintendo are actually thinking about um, Mass Effect 4 is hiring online producer to create multiplayer. Uh, is it going to just be a um, horde mode again, Gareth? Who cares? 
That hard mode was <laughs> awesome. Gareth. If they did that again, yeah. that'd be also awesome. Yeah. I, I actually quite like Mass Effect. I like Mass Effect 2 the most. Have you Mass played Effect Mass Effect 1? Is one of the best games of all time, I think. Yeah. It's fantastic. just so good. And Mass Effect 3 was lame, but the multiplayer was awesome. And what's interesting about this multiplayer like advert that they put up is that they said um, a successful applicant will create and champion the vision of the multiplayer, connected experiences, and online features of the game. It's a load of bollocks, isn't it? It's just words put together to sound <laughs> like something. What it basically yeah. means is like, we'll do an app as well, and it'll connect to the game. Have they, yeah, spelled, have they, have they spelled connected? K-I-N... <laughs> no. Yeah, no one talks about the connect anymore because they forced that into was it Mass Effect 3 they forced that into or, or the second one yeah you could the just point at somebody and say use time I don't fucking remember use throw <laughs> use throw there you yeah. go well, Mass Effect, that's Mass Effect knowledge right there <laughs> that is fantastic almost encyclopedic <laughs> right so uh, Sonic Boom is lowest selling major launch in Sonic history this is really sad, isn't it? It's, it's, well, as Mario and Nintendo go from strength to strength, it seems that Sega really are on the life support machine now, aren't they? Yeah, well, Sonic certainly is. Just yeah, this was never going to do well from, since those first screen, those um, first images. No, but Don is Sega in general. What are Sega doing now? sorry, I'm eating a brownie. Um, so. Well, Sega public was they they published um what was it, Alien Isolation and that's had a shitload of awards. Yeah, but that's been <clears> one ball. <laughs> that's the only ball. They can go around publishing whatever they want, but Sega used to be a developer. They used to develop some really great games, arcade games. But I don't know if the the staff have left or or what's happened. But you know, Sonic should just it's such a simplistic game that mm. you gotta wonder how they get it wrong. It's like Game making 101. Like if you were to start they've... off the franchise, well, everyone wants them to recreate, you know, Sonic One and Sonic Two. But what happens is, anyone who goes back and plays Sonic One and Sonic Two realizes it's not actually that great a game. Oh, so, it really isn't. And so they they go, hang on, we can't actually just repeat this, but with slightly shinier graphics today, because people actually realize it's shit. So all they can think of to do with it is kind of 3Dify it in a weird way, but. That doesn't work either because you know, the, the, the underground, the foundation of Sonic is not brilliant. Yeah, but we talk say. about 2D gaming. Um, Rayman Legends was great. If you just had something like that for Sonic, then surely mm. he's got s- some life still left in him. Well, and let's not forget the fact Sonic Boom was just broken, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Well, they, yeah. they can't just make a Sonic version of Rayman Legends now because they've already rebooted this character to have a new look and a new style. And this was the reboot. This was supposed to be re-breathing life into Sonic with Knuckles as a roided-up freak and Sonic with a scarf around his neck. (laughs) Like, that's the best they could do after 20 years of Sonic games. Put a scarf on him. That'll solve all our problems. Has there ever been a great Sonic game? No. (sighs) Sonic 2 was fun. Sonic 2 was alright. You could hold (laughs) down and you press jump and then he'd spin and then you'd let go and he'd fire off. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You love all that, Gareth. Asteroids reboot. um, Asteroids. Absolutely fantastic. You remember playing that, uh, Don? You're the oldest one on this podcast. 
podcast. Yep. yep tell us about it. Asteroids was the first vector graphic game for the arcade, as I remember. Um, it had a little dial control and a fire button, and it's just a wow. little, little arrow. Is basically a, what, effectively a mouse pointer. Imagine a mouse pointer today, but that as a ship, just shooting uh, vector uh, asteroids that would go off the screen. And the screen would wrap as well, which was quite a unique feature at the time. Well, Don, you you'll, you'll, be, uh, you'll be pleased to know that they'll be paying homage to the original uh, asteroids by incorporating classic features such as asteroid blasting. Wow. Uh, but so, it's yeah, introduced in a completely new premise and gameplay. I, I just just do asteroids. Every time I've seen an asteroids clone, it's been nowhere near as good as the original. Just just pull yeah. the original. That's always been the best. Asteroids. <laughs> Anything else is asteroid, yeah. But for yeah. for a horrific, horrific moment there, I thought this was tied into a new movie because they're doing Space Invaders the movie. But obviously, that's that Space Invaders, not asteroids. But hopefully, that won't fucking happen. It's it's not much. Although better, it has though. in Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this new game just is nothing... To, it It's called Asteroids Outpost, and it's just basically Minecraft or Daisy, but in space, called oh, Asteroids. God, they're completely... They're just using the name to flog shit. Here's a great quote from Fred Chesnays, who's the Atari CEO. Asteroids Outpost will appeal to both fans of the classic Asteroids, as well as enthusiasts of immersive survival games and expansive <laughs> MMOs. Oh, yeah, because wow. they're the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they are. <laughs> no, I don't play many games. I used to play Asteroids. Would you like a, an immersive MMO experience? What does that even mean? You know, you got those sort of guys, bless their little hearts. Um, Gareth. Yeah. If I was to say to you, Gareth, you can go into a room that stinks with up to 600 other people playing some of the worst games ever made mm-hmm. and hearing things such as Noob, Leet... <laughs> And Smash. Uh-huh. What would you say? I would say, as long as that's not in Fulham, then I'm all on board. Well, Gareth <laughs> is actually located in the Fulham Broadway multiplex. Oh. Um, oh. So unlucky. if you think unlucky. you're late, uh, you can put on your T-shirt <laughs> that your mum gave you the money to put the print of your lo- team's logo on the back. Uh, and you can sit there with your friends and you can actually play with others. Uh, the venue will be host, used to host esports events on the weekends. Well, they say it's esports, it's just them gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna pay their money to do something there which you could easily do at home. So, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but. Do these things actually work? They used to have them in HMV. They used to be really dark. <laughs> it's not the same thing. This is like an actual sort of mini arena. For esports exclusively. Okay, so how is how's how is that? Well, they could say we're having a Call of Duty tournament in Fulham and people yeah. can come and watch and then there'd be seats for you to watch people playing Call of Duty. But why would you want to do that? Um see that's the problem yeah. with this is I don't know why <laughs> I've been to gaming uh, live game things before I went to watch the UK Starcraft Championships in London a few years back yeah but that's because you just stumbled across it you didn't actually go <laughs> out of your way to go there I actually did I went all the way to London specifically just to watch live Starcraft I suppose that's a different kind of player that you can kind of appreciate the way they play the game whereas the Call of Duty 
sort of community, as we know, are a vile bunch of cretins. So obviously, <laughs> to watch vile cretins play a game whilst watching vile cretins watch people playing the game is is absolute. But I would like a kind of third tier where you could watch the people watching the people playing Call of Duty. Okay. Which would be another level to it. So, you know, but I don't want to go there ever, and I don't want to ever talk about it again, because it really annoys me. But it's in Fulham, you could go. No. If there's a grand opening, would you go? No. The only way I would go is if I had somehow been turned by a radical organisation that wanted to take out those sorts of people. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. If someone... If being on this podcast would get you free tickets to an event, would you go? I would go there ironically, and I would say everything in a really ironic voice. Okay. And I'd be like, so Dave, you're here, you're really good at Call of Duty, aren't you? (laughs) And ask those sorts of questions. It's a really good game that requires skill, doesn't it, Dave? (laughs) I'm going to try and get you to go. I would only do it in an ironic way. That's fine. I would still want you to go. There we go. (laughs) Right, someone who wants to go is Agent 47. Uh, it's Rupert Friend, who Gareth is going to give you a detailed analysis about their movie career thus far in Gareth's movie expertise. Uh, okay. I'm not sure what Rupert Friend's been in. Hey, you normally know everything about them. You know their mum's name, you know their mum's <coughs> maiden name, you know where they went to school, you know what stage school they went to. Isn't he the ginger um, one out of Harry Potter? Oh, that's Rupert Grinch or something, isn't it? He could never be Hitman. Right, so, obviously, was, the story behind Hitman is that he was uh, made by an organisation uh, that put a barcode oh, on God. the back of his head. Isn't it, Gareth? <laughs> No, Rupert Friend is the boy in the boy in the striped pajamas. He's still no got the same haircut. Seen. I don't think. So. Well, he's bald, isn't he? Because he's the hitman. So he's yeah. He's been in Pride and Prejudice, Homeland. <laughs> um. Oh God, the Libertine, whatever that is. So there you go. He's. Still, never, still no idea who he is. <laughs> he's, he's obviously Agent Forty Seven. He's the deadliest man on earth. Old man. He's not a man. He's a clone. A clone you is still a man. Era. Come on, let's not be clone racist clone. now. Clonist. Exactly. But yeah, have you? Right, lo- have sorry, you, Gareth. Have you watched the trailer yet? No, I'm going to watch it right now. Okay. Yeah, I think you should watch it in real time. <laughs> well, I'm not going to watch it in fake time. here it goes the following preview has been approved for appropriate audiences don't know what that means so this is the trailer for Hitman Agent 47 there's a man looking into a camera Oh, it stopped. Oh. That's probably why I looked into the camera for a while. <laughs> 47. There he is. What exactly are you? Oh, he's, uh, he's in home, home, Homeland. Yeah, he is here. 
Yeah, he's one of the uh, watching that at the moment. Absolutely awful. Fuck off. I'm not even going to carry on watching that. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. I've seen bullets. Oh. In that sort of manner. <laughs> but number one, is this it. a... Can you hear me? We can now. Yeah, we, we can now. It. Yeah, we lost right, it. Sorry, I just got so enraged. Number one, that's a sniper rifle. Yeah. How are you even going to know the trajectory of the bullet to be able to shoot through your handcuffs? Yeah. That's one. I know he's hit. Valid criticism. Hit, man. <laughs> Already, that's just stupid. Because that could have fouled and he could have looked really stupid. It would have just looked like he kicked the table. And who pulls the trigger? It just it goes off from the impact. Oh, okay. yeah, as they do, these sniper rifles, you know, <laughs> you, you want them to just go off while you're doing covert operations because there's suddenly a, a little bang. <laughs> but anyway, Gareth, um, we've already spoke about the Predator DLC because that was Don's hot goss ip. Um, just Cause 3 has been given a new trailer by Square Enix. Uh, so Square Enix has just given it a new trailer. Here you go, Just Cause 3, have a new trailer. Uh, titled Firestarter, the new Just Cause 3 trailer delves into the mind of lead protagonist Rico Rodriguez, which is something we've always wondered about, isn't it, Don? Playing um, the game. Uh, sure. I, well, I've, what honestly, makes I'm Rico not... Rodriguez tick? <clears throat> I've no idea, because this is one of these franchises that I've never had any interest in. Interested in? Gareth, interested. what makes Rico Rodriguez tick? <laughs> well, it turns out what makes Rico Rodriguez tick is explosions and fire and death and destruction. <laughs> guys it's video game music section again uh with me gareth uh so there's only one week left now uh, to vote in the classic fm hall of fame voting closes on the 28th of february which is the last day of the month which is a week away um so you only have one week left to go to classic fm and vote for video game soundtracks that you want to see appear in their hall of fame uh, that they'll be playing over easter weekend um so this week's choice uh to sort of maybe uh, inspire you to vote for a piece of music is from Super Mario Galaxy uh, it's uh, composed by Mahito Yokota uh, it's probably one of my favourite pieces of video game music uh, it just oh man, it it's, does something to your mood it just elevates the way you feel and if you played Super Mario Galaxy then Chances are just hearing this music will make you want to go back and play it again. It's that kind of song. So this is from Super Mario Galaxy, composed by Mahita Yokota, and this is Gusty Garden Galaxy.
Well, it's that time at the end of the podcast every week where we stop and reflect on what we've been playing this week. Uh, Don normally plays Destiny. Gareth, you've done pretty well last week uh, with some new games, but I was unfortunately just way out back there with having played not much. But Gareth, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, this week I got into the beta for Heroes of the Storm. Fantastic. Which is the League of Legends slash Dota style game made by Blizzard, featuring all classic Blizzard characters. Yeah. Um, like uh, some of the classes from Diablo 3 and some characters from StarCraft and Warcraft and all that stuff. Uh, and it's fun. The, the, the major ones. Yep. So it's kind of like Smash Bros for PC geeks. <laughs> I guess... Blizzard are yes. one of the uh, the main front. I guess they're kind of like the PC Nintendo. Now you've mentioned it, mm. huh? Well, that's kind of there. We go blow my mind a little bit. Um, but it's also got some of the villains. You know, it's got Diablo in there. It's got I think it's got the Butcher as well from Diablo Three. They've got Kerrigan also from StarCraft Two. Um, whereas in like uh, Dota, where every character feels kind of generic and you don't really care about which character you're playing. Uh, in in uh, Heroes of the Storm, I'm playing as Jim Rayner from StarCraft. You know, that's, oh, that's yes. cool. I'm playing as Zeratul because yeah. I'm a Protoss player. And that's... Well, Zeratul's lame. Don't play as Zeratul. Tassadar? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows who Tassadar is, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So that's kind the of the problem with <laughs> Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> Is it's like you're playing as these characters who, when you actually really think about it, you kind of don't give a shit about, and it's kind of the main selling point of the game. Um, so, what invests you in it, Gareth? Well, that's my main complaint: is that to try and differentiate itself from Dota and League of Legends, um, it basically simplifies gameplay massively. Um, so it'll yeah. it takes away any items. You don't gain any gold for doing anything. Uh, there's no last hitting, none of that stuff to worry about at all. Um, all experience is shared with every member of your team, so your whole team will level up at the same time. Um, if you kill your opponents, you'll level up a bit quicker than them because you gain experience for their kill. You know, so you're kind of fighting to level up, um, and leveling up is cool because, much like Fallout Three or Call of Duty or something like that, you'll gain perks. Well, I guess they call them traits in this, but they're the yeah. same basic thing. So, for example, playing as Tassadar, um, so his Q is a shield, and you can put it on allies or yourself. Um, when you level up, you might get the choice of upgrading that shield, so when you put it on somebody, they gain a movement speed buff. And uh, every few levels, you get the opportunity for something like that, so you can make just what might be a regular spell, like... Also, slow people, and that's useful in team fights if people are trying to run away. Um, or you might later on choose to make that spell have a longer cast range, so your team can poke down the other team. Um, so that's cool. It's a cool idea, um, but it's basically but is it implemented well, Gareth. That's what people want to know. No, it's kind of a pain, especially in your first few games, because um, so you'll level up, and then it'll flash up in the bottom left, like pick a trait, and then you'll yeah. click it, and this like menu will open up. And each of the little, like, the traits you can pick from has, like, a little bit of text that you have to take the time and read. And so it'll say, like, your Q now uh, speeds up enemies. 
uh, by 20% or something like that. And you'd be like, okay, or okay. Or the next thing I can pick is uh, my W will, um, I don't know, uh, last for three seconds longer. So you're trying to weigh up in your head like, okay, what have I just read? I have to process that information. What's my W again? Because this is a beta, you know. It's not. There are people out there who have played a shitload of games, but for me, like every time I play a new character, I don't know what any of skills do by heart. I don't know what these traits are going to be, so I have to fucking read everything. And that's and a lot of backstory for every single character. Yeah. So when I level up, I just have to like walk away from the fight and stand still for like a minute while I read everything, and it just it kills the flow so much. Um, and it, it's a it's a good idea but it's not uh, as you said very well implemented especially because um, so as you play with a character you'll level up with them um, after games like in between games Um, so you'll start off with like uh, two traits of potentially about five and say if I play like three games as Tassadar he might level up to level two and then I'll get to pick from more traits when I level up so you can it wants you to play the same character over and over again so when you level up you'll have more choices but um, it just never it's not an incentive there are games you know League of Legends and Dota where I don't have to do any of that bullshit to have access to everything my character can do I can just fucking do it and then I'm learning the character straight away at, um, at a level that I want to learn at whereas this it forces you to play shitty ways until you unlock the good ways to play is what it seems like yeah. so like so one of the big things is um, every character has an ultimate which is a map to R so you'll it'll have a long cooldown to like a minute a minute and a half and then you'll press R and you'll cast your ultimate and something it'll usually do like a lot of damage or it'll have a cool effect um, and every character has multiple of these to choose from but only if you've leveled them up um, through playing games as them so Right from the start, when you get to level 6, which is your pick an ultimate level, you'll have ultimates greyed out that you can't even pick from. And it's just, it's such a frustrating thing to say, like, oh, that would be cool. Oh, I can't do that until I play, like, 20 more games as this guy before I can yeah. actually do something cool as him. And it's it's not really an incentive. It's more of, if anything, it's a decentive, if that's a word. Yeah, like you have to do all this monotonous stuff to actually play as a character you want to play as. Yeah, and yeah. by then, I don't know if I'd even be so asked. So, Gareth, <laughs> let's try and put this into people that aren't PC geeks. So, I buy FIFA 15. Okay. I want to play as Manchester United in career mode, but the the game says to me, nope, you have to play as Walsall for three seasons before you can even have a chance of managing Manchester United. Is that what we're talking about? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Um, and because um, there's like three heroes that change each week, um, you may be able to say access Manchester United early if you just want to pay a little money. Oh, cheeky! You know, maybe yeah. if Man- maybe Man United will be free next week. Who knows? Maybe they'll be free two months from now. But they'll definitely be available to you if you want to spend a bit of money. Uh, so it's that kind of like uh, gives, leaves a and really. You're not that kind of person, are you? That just spends money on games. No, mainly because no. I don't have it. <laughs> no, but even if you did, I've I've spent money on League of Legends, um, little bits here and there, because they'll have uh, sales on skins, so yes. I can make Ziggs uh, throw out water balloons instead of bombs. 
Obviously. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. That means nothing to anyone. But um, So the main difference in Heroes of the Storm to like League of Legends or Dota, because there's no money, there's no items, there's no um, sort of crazy shit that items can do. Instead, there are these um, objectives. So eight, it's not like League of Legends where there's one map and you always play on that map and it's always the same. There are different maps with different layouts and different sort of gimmicks. So one of the maps was, um, it was like a garden and then it'll change from day to night every now and then. When it changes to night, these plants come alive and if you kill them, you get seeds and if you take the seeds back to your base, you'll unlock like a big unit that comes walk into the other opponent's base and will attack their base. Um, But it just ends up feeling like a gimmick. Um, like the regular gameplay isn't fun enough so we had to throw in all this other bullshit to distract you from it um, and a lot of the maps have that there's one map where um, you have to go and collect these runes and if your team collects three runes it'll basically cripple the opponent's team for like two minutes so their turrets won't have any ammo to fire at you all their minions will have one health so they're basically useless um, and it's it's just not... I didn't find it fun at all. I found it really boring, if anything. Like, you run up to a rune, you right-click it, you wait for a meter to fill up, and then that's it. it. It's not challenging. It's not fun or engaging. It's just fulfilling arbitrary requirements to make the game yeah. not be as boring. And that's really the way it feels. Which is a shame, because like, League of Legends and Dota shouldn't have the monopoly on this genre, but they do. Because they've hit what is fun about it, which is leveling up, fighting other people, gaining rewards from fighting other people, and solid gameplay. And this, it just, it feels like there's no incentive to really do anything. And it's it's such a shame, because playing as, you know, these classic Blizzard characters, I mean, I've played StarCraft, I've played World of Warcraft, you know, all of this stuff, so... I know these characters, I recognise them. I've played a lot of Diablo, obviously, so playing as the classes from Diablo is cool. But at the end of the day, uh, it's not cool enough to hide that this game is just sort of a... It's like a My First MOBA, and it's just But then, not... then Super Smash Bros. is like My First Beat-em-up. The problem is, <laughs> when you get games like this that have so many different characters and stuff, which direction do you go in? Because if you go in a certain direction of one, then you alienate the fans of another, or you should be shown to use in preference for a certain series. It show you basically just end up as vanilla, kind of, don't have their own real personalities. And we were talking about the Super Smash Brothers uh, not having a story. Yeah, we were. Um, we talked about that uh, on messaging. Which was mass- a massive letdown because it's got such a rich story and history behind it. So uh, it was just ridiculous that it didn't seem to. But then at the end of the day, some of these games where you think that they've got all, all of this history and all of these resources and stories to sort of pluck from, they don't. Yeah, there's a, there's a cool cutscene at the start where like characters from StarCraft are shooting at Diablo... And that's fine, but that's like a one minute long cutscene that you can probably find on YouTube. That's about as far as they go into story territory that I've seen. Um, I don't think Super Smash Brothers is a good comparison. Um, because Super Smash Brothers like ups the ante, uh, or at least they try to, with every new game. 
Whereas this feels like they looked at those other games and scaled back a lot of the other stuff to make it very, very simple. I, and you can say Super Smash Brothers is simple, but it's definitely not. I, as somebody who's played many, many dozens of hours of Super Smash Brothers, there's so much depth and strategy and fun to be had in that game. And as somebody who's played... Really? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because it, I played it for the first time and I just kept winning. I don't know if that's because I'm amazingly good, but it didn't seem to be that complex, and I didn't know any of the moves or anything. Well, when you do know the moves, and you're up for I can difficulty. win even more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but no, it... So where are Smash Brothers, like, simplicity compared to other fighting games, um, yeah. but then sort of um, builds upon that by differentiating itself... Um, like mapping all these special moves to just the B button but then it differentiates itself by making you much more mobile uh, giving every character a dodge and a shield and then just um, having you fight on these massive arenas Um, this it's like it took okay League of Legends and Dota have like 100 characters uh, like 100 plus characters we'll have like 20 and they'll have uh, kind of the same moves as those characters uh, but they won't, they won't have any reason to use them. Gareth, do you like burgers? Yes. Do you like ice cream? Yes. Do you like Coca-Cola? Yes. Do you like cheese? No. No, okay. If I put in a uh, burger, mm-hmm. cheese, mm-hmm. ice cream into a bowl, and I mix it all up together, are you yeah. going to like it? Probably not, no. Exactly. Sometimes, just because you have a melting pot of all things that you like come together, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to taste great. Yeah, unfortunately... Okay. That's that's what this boils down to. I, I want to play as a Protoss. I want to cast the spells I could do in StarCraft, but in a League of Legends. And I kind of can't. You've got to let and, that go. But I then know. there's someone that wants something completely different to what you want. So if the developers made that for you, Gareth, then they've obviously upset someone else along the line. I know. But, I mean, the good news yeah. is that, for me, there's still League of Legends. That's not going anywhere for a long-ass time. You know, there's still Dota for when I want to play with my other friends who like Dota instead of League of Legends. Like Ken's. No, Ken's doesn't play PC games. Oh dear. But shout out to uh, Liam. What up, Liam? Shout out to Liam. (laughs) Right, so what else have you been playing other than that? Uh, Just uh, a lot of sadness League of Legends. No, don't worry about it. Are you out of bronze? No, I don't play ranked anymore. It's, they changed the jungle. Oh. Mate, <laughs> you didn't tell anyone about this. They changed the jungle. Yeah, they, changed... they changed the layout of it, or well, they so the layout was basically the same, but they added like uh, they changed every single creature that lived in the jungle and the buffs yeah. you get from it, and they made it super complicated. So where uh, before it was like every jungle had a blue buff and a red buff. And then there were creatures in between that you could get experience from. Now there's a blue buff, a red buff, a sight buff, 
um, a ward buff. Um, what do the Krugs do? There's a stun. It gives a stun to your smite. That's one of the buffs. And then there's a little crab that you, that will give you vision of dragon. They changed dragon, so dragon now gives a progressive buff up to level 5 and doesn't give global gold. And then mm. baron buff is completely different. Uh, mm. That's mainly used for defending now. Um, yeah. Doesn't also give global gold. So No. Well, you know, you can't ask for everything. <laughs> but I'm glad it's a that gives you drag vision. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But, you know, no one wants to hear about that. That's That's the problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. I understand. <laughs> I understand yeah. completely. Uh, unless you're into that world, then that means very little. Um, so, you know, I've got a 3DS. Well, I say I've got a 3DS. I haven't. Uh, I got my daughter a 3DS XL for her birthday. Uh, it's on the 28th of this month. I was carrying it across the room and I fell over and the 3DS came out and so did the games and it rotated in the air and a game went into it. And then it turned on in my hand as I caught it. Uh-huh. So I thought, you know, I might give it a go. Uh, don't get me wrong, I've, I've got nothing against Nintendo. It's just my personality is quite dark. Um, and when I'm playing the games, I just... I, I'm playing them, I quite enjoy it. But then I'm start, my brain starts thinking that, hang on, there should surely be some violence coming up pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, but it never happens and then I get into this sort of zone and I'll tell you this anecdote which perfectly sums it all up what they do to me so Animal Crossing uh, I was laying in bed uh, I think it was Monday night uh, my girlfriend said she was going in the bath and that obviously, that means sex uh, she's going to have a bath so obviously I know that she wants it uh-huh. you don't have to say it with each other you just know uh, so I said okay then darling and something a little bit dirty uh, I, was, I was just laying there staring at the ceiling uh, wondering what to do I had my Playstation Vita next to me you know I'm not going to defend it again because I've defended <laughs> it a lot of times uh, and the 3DS with uh, Animal Crossing in it so I put that on remembering that I'd just bought a house so there was going to I was living in a tent up until that point but the Nook guy uh, I believe that's his name told me that my house was being made so it'll be ready tomorrow which was today Mm-hmm. Uh, so there I was in my village my house has just been built uh, that was exciting uh, I went to the corner shop um, designed a t-shirt with a flower on it uh, looked up some wallpaper that I could decorate my new house with uh, also some carpet I bought a nice um, sort of xylophone which looked a bit strange uh, I decided to go with paw print uh, and I went back to my house and put it up and it looked wonderful uh, then shook some trees and caught some bugs, mm-hmm. uh, dug up some flowers and planted my own flowers, which I got from the uh, woman that does the plant shop. Uh, I'm currently planting seeds around my house uh, and having a like flowers in circle in my home. Then before I knew it, half hour had just passed like that. Uh, and my girlfriend was standing there and got into bed. Uh, we started some light petting at first. Nothing happened done some heavy petting and nothing happened again and this is unlike me because I'm usually a guy that can it doesn't take much to get me going uh, and I just came to the realisation that Animal Crossing had reduced my testosterone <laughs> and okay, doing that had sort of decreased my libido so 
you know, quickly had to go on the PS Vita and shoot some things in the face. And then I was fine. But it's just that world that you get entrapped in. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I planted a coconut tree outside my house in Animal Crossing, not in real life. Yeah. And I'm quite excited to see the results tomorrow. Basically, what Animal Crossing is, for those that don't know, it's kind of hard to explain because it's kind of like a non-game. And if you sort of put everything back to front that the game has to offer back-to-back in a traditional gaming sense. There's probably about two hours' worth of gameplay there that they stretch over 50 years uh, because (laughs) one event happens every day. And I still don't get it. It's kind of strange. It feels like I've landed in an alien planet, which is probably how it should feel. Uh, Like I'm a new guy in this new town. And you go about your daily business. It's set in real time. So if I was to put it on now, it'd be half past eight in the evening on this exact date and it would be dark and it would be winter uh, and then you can go to people's houses you can talk to them you can dig up items but I don't I don't really know what's going on I don't know what the point is but then I'm reading up on forums and people are saying that, that there is no point so I don't know if it's a kind of I don't know what it is all I know that I'm excited about this coconut tree <laughs> Well, and you, uh, you know, you're in town with a load of animals. Yes, so, but why? So what am I doing? Why yeah. do I keep returning to it? Well, look at it this way, Rob. Why do you return to your house after you've left the house? To eat. Yeah. Why do you do that? Sex, food, <laughs> computer games. There's right. a lot. There's nothing that Animal Crossing offers me. You do it because if you don't do stuff then you let everybody in your life down you die of starvation you don't have any money to spend on anything you have no house you know yeah I've got to keep those repayments up exactly you got to pay back Tom Nook who is a bastard but it's Uh, weird because you think oh if I don't pay him back maybe he'll send some men round to beat the shit out of me but you know that's not going to happen or you know you think something sinister is going to happen or you're going to find a dead body on the beach just because I've been so like ingrained in me that that's what happens in games, that you know, it, it, everyone's just so nice to each other. I just expect someone to start swearing or for someone to come up. Oh, did you hear that Dee Dee got stabbed last night and raped up against a tree? But it doesn't happen, and then nothing bad happens, and it, and it's that kind of thing. And you kind of have to let your guard down and just deal with it like you would a Disney film. Well, yeah, um, I mean, you bought it for your kid, so. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Um, it is a very good thing. Uh, she'll enjoy it, but the problem is there's a lot of kind of reading involved and mm. she can't read that well. But hopefully it will inspire her to learn to read because I had to learn to read. Did um, This know? is a serious question. It'll, it'll sound like it's not serious, but it is. Did you not worry that you were going to blind your child by getting her a 3DS instead of the 2DS, which Nintendo recommended for younger children? No, because I can just turn a slider off. Problem solved. <laughs> I did originally get her a 2DS, right? Right. I got it. It came through the post. I turned it on. It's the biggest load of crap I've ever seen in my life. What? What's wrong with the it? Screen, the screen's not sharp at all. It's it's kind of like if you wanted to get uh, the DS, let's say the DSi, 
mm-hmm. the best DS you can get. And then a few months later, the new one comes out, and you order it, and it's the original DS. That's the kind of backstep we're talking. All right, it's nice, it's for kids or whatever, but that screen is awful. Kids would get more eye strain looking at that than they would with a 3DS with the screen turned off. Not off, because then you wouldn't be able to play anything, <laughs> but the 3D effect turned off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 just, it's just silly. Uh, it, it felt cheap. The controls were not very precise. It was like a, horrible. And the screen was of such low quality that it, it wasn't nice at all. And it, it, it had kind of, it wasn't sharp, it was a bit washed out. So I just got rid of that and just thought, you know what, I'm 3DS XL, partly for me as well, because obviously it's going to stay here. Um, and I'm not playing on the 2DS. You've got to have a laugh, think you, mate? Um, <laughs> played some other games on it, Gareth, and I wanted to talk to you about Project X Zone, uh, which is a game I was very much looking forward to playing. It um, mixes up the likes of Tekken characters, Street Fighter characters, Resident Evil. Uh, there's some hack uh, from the PS2 games. Okay. Uh, Virtua Fighter. There's just so many. It's it's not just Marvel vs. Capcom type thing. It's like Capcom, Street Fighter. Sorry, that is Capcom. But, you know, some Sega stuff in there. Um, and I was so excited about it. And I don't play RPGs. I don't know if you've seen it before. I've never heard of it, no. You've never heard of it. No. So you've got like Ryu and Ken. Okay. You've got sort of uh, Frank West from um, Dead Rising. You've got Jin Kazama from Tekken. You've got Akira from Virtual Fire. Sounds like an absolutely blinding game. So I'm playing it. It's, it's quite boring. It's a grid system. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like this Gaia and stuff like that. It's, it's not like walking around in a free sort of world and getting random encounters like Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And players are teamed up there there was a few I don't know of sort of these obscure Japanese games and things like that Dante's on it as well Dante and Dimitri from uh, what's that Vampire Saviour game Darkstalkers Dimitri the vampire guy him and Dante team up badass team and I'm playing it I'm thinking this is quite boring I don't play RPGs they're not my type of thing but it wasn't gripping me Mm. um so I loaded up a saved game on the cart from the previous owner and it was like far into the game about 20 hours and I'd, I've only ever really played Final Fantasy X for about 5 hours but I started playing this game and it was so simplistic that I completed this level 20 hours in with no sort of hassle and basically what it is it's kind of like a chessboard, and you, you roam around and the teams are paired up with each other if you go up to an enemy and they're particularly tough, if you have Ryu and Ken and you move to the right of that square and then you have Dante and Dimitri and you move just in front, you can then do a double team when you attack. So you can do that. And it doesn't it doesn't feel very satisfying. You just sort of press buttons. It's in real time, the combat, but not so much as in you can pick your attacks in that you kind of press down A and then they'll do a, um, a set move. Okay. Uh, so like R- Ryu and Ken will shoot out Hadoukens and things like that and they're just it seemed to be so random more random than any RPGs and I watched a few reviews on it and people were saying the same thing but I just thought the story could grip me but it was typical Japanese stupidity about statues and things like that that <laughs> just 
didn't it? Then you got Arthur, that guy from Ghosts and Goblins, just what walking around in his underpants screaming. Yeah. And it, it was just a big disappointment for me, really. Uh, then I played Super Mario Land. Okay. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Um, the problem with me is that I just get excited when there's a new console and want to play everything on it. Mm-hmm. And me and Mario, like Nintendo, just don't get on. It's like I don't have that nostalgia for Mario. I, f- I find him quite irritating and annoying. There's just something about his face. He's so smug. Even looking at the box art, he's he's just he's knowingly iconic. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's not. He's like, oh, I'm Mario. Look, and if you look at his face <laughs> on all the boxes, he's just so knowingly iconic that every pose he does is an iconic pose, right. and you'll never catch him out because he's Mario. But I am enjoying it. Um, Again, no blood, no killing. It's just really strange in that respect. Uh, the 3D effect is absolutely wonderful. Um, I haven't played it much because I'm worried about my testosterone levels and I'm using all my testosterone up on Animal Crossing at the moment. Yep. Uh, and the last game I played was Smash Bros. Wow. Um, the, yeah. The 3DS it, is not the way to play that game. It's not the way to play that game, but there was nothing that pulled me in. There was there was nothing to sort of explain what was going on, and you know, I was I was looking forward to a kind of unique storyline for every character, where you could kind of learn what was going on and the history of Smash Bros. and why there might be certain rivalries between certain characters. And then when I asked you and you said there was none, I just thought what a wasted opportunity. And it's I can't think of any real good crossover games. Um, hmm where they've actually made use of what they have. And it's the same with Project X-Zone. You've got all of those uh, games, but they don't do anything with them. Brawl had and, it. Uh, Smash Bros. Brawl for the Wii had a story mode called the yeah. Subspace Emissary, which mm. uh, had a shitload of cutscenes that were fantastic, where it's like, here's Donkey Kong running into Fox, and they have a fight with a... Pokemon, like there's yeah, cool stuff good. like that. The, that yeah. story mode ended up being like ten hours long, actually surprisingly yeah, but, fun. But give give me a reason to play the game, you yeah. know. Otherwise, it, it it might as well just be, it's just throwaway. You know, I'm not particularly into the combat. I've never played a Smash Bros game before because there's no blood, there's no killing. You can't do a fatality on Zero Suit Samus. You know, you can't rip her suit off and then sort of kick her in the face, which would be fantastic. But you can't do that, Gareth. You know, I looked up on the internet, there's no fatalities whatsoever. There's no cheat mode. There's no way of making everyone naked. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was really upset that there was no sort of story mode or nothing to really invest in as it were, because if you're starting out newly in a game like I was with Super Smash Bros, it's just Smash Bros. Yeah. Fuck, I keep calling it Super Smash Bros. Super Mario Kart. No, Rob. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm one of those people. When it comes to Nintendo, I know the history and stuff, but when I put Super in front of everything. That's fine. There are people who just call it Smash, and that that really annoys me. They they would annoy me, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to come and play Smash, Gareth? Oh. Hey, hey! I'm going to the Smash tournament. <laughs> Fucking idiots. I, I hope I've I never, never met words. anyone like that, and it's annoying me. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically the 3DS has been it's been the place where I've been mostly doing the gaming this week. Huh, interesting. But uh, like I say, it's just it's so friendly, isn't it? It's so safe, and I don't know if it's because I've got to change my mindset when it comes to gaming that I'm so used to violence in games. I've just got to appreciate it for you know the what it is and it's the gameplay. And Maybe. you know they've been around for this many years for a reason. <laughs> you know they haven't had to resort to Mario sort of beating up Peach and then having sex with Luigi and then, you know, doing whatever because they don't need to do that. And the day they do, it will be a sad day in gaming. It um, will. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, like, you know, you guys make fun of me when you when you heard I had a 3DS but hadn't bought any games for it. It's because all the games kind of, yeah, they have this sort of safeness to them that none of them has appealed to me. Like, even though people rave about these new Mario games that are coming out, they're just not my style. I don't like these 2D styles of Mario games. Even the one on the Wii U. Do you like um, Mario Galaxies? Yes, I love uh, 64, I love Sunshine, and I love the Galaxies. I love the 3D Mario games. But these 2D sort of... But Mario Land is in 3D. It kind of is, but it's not, it's not like free roaming, you know? It's like, this you is the way to go, the go it. And I don't like that. That I have with the Vita, even though it's a great console, right, is that you've played all these games like Mario Kart 64, you loved it. Yeah. Mario Kart, uh, you played the Marios, you played that, or the bigger things on the bigger consoles, whereas I'm only experiencing them from the handheld. It's the same with me with things like Uncharted and Assassin's Creed and Killzone on the Vita. Mm -hmm. I can't be bothered with those because I've played their bigger incarnations. So they just seem like cut-down games, which is what... 3DS games must seem to you. Yeah, well, the thing is, what made the DS great, just absolutely perfect, was that they embraced that it was just a handheld. They said, let's not even yeah. try and make anything close to a console game. Let's make experiences that are just tailored for this smaller screen. So, like, you know, Pokemon, perfect example of that kind of um, a game that doesn't need a big screen but can be deep and take a lot of hours uh, Advance Wars is a game that would only really oh, work on a that. handheld deep and just so yeah. much fun but then when you look at 3DS games you look at it and you go oh they brought out a, uh, a Zelda game for the 3DS but they kind of already did it on the DS and that game was better so it's like Nintendo basically they have this set of laws where they say right we release a handheld then we release a Zelda, a Pokemon, a Mario Kart, and all these other things for it. And they just keep rehashing that. And I think this is the first yeah. generation where you look at the 3DS versions of these DS games and you say, the DS versions were better. Why Why do I want to buy a new Zelda game for the 3DS yeah. when I already had a kick-ass Zelda game for the DS uh, in Phantom Hourglass that the 3DS version just looks inferior to? And I just... Mm. I don't. I've not bought a single 3DS game, but I have a shitload of DS games that I can still go back to. But like, why? Just why would I play the new 3DS Pokemon game when the old DS Pokemon game had all the same features, but less shitty Pokemon? <laughs> it just there you go. They keep trying to like one up themselves. On yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Is that the only Pokemon you know? No, I know, I know all the old school ones, okay, but okay. Hitmonchan I only know because people seem to have a problem with him. Yeah, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee are pretty lame. You don't want either of those, yeah. really. So, Don, what have you been playing this week? Well, um, you'd probably expect me to have been playing Zelda Majora's Mask on the new 3DS XL that I received last week. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like that to have been true as well, but I have literally had not any time to do so. Oh, that, mean, uh, that must mean you've had no time to play any games. That, mm. that you would also think that to be true. I would. But yeah. I, the other night, I, I just had like an hour to spare, and I, di- and I needed to charge up the 3DS, because I'm, I'm one of those people who wants to charge the battery first before I use it. Plus, I can't Weird. remember my Nintendo ID, yeah. I mean, so I need to dig up my Nintendo network ID so I can link it and all that shit. So I did all that all at once. So when I had time in time, I just jumped on <clears throat> Destiny for a little bit. <sighs> But it was good because I I did the first section of Crota Zen Raid solo with my hunter. Thank you very much. The video's up on YouTube. Boom. If you did it with somebody, how is it solo? Uh, you didn't do it with anyone. I did it on my own. You just said you did it with your hunter. So. Well, that yeah. My I used my email. You know what I mean. <laughs> You're always using the females. Oh, on Destiny. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> But that was a nice well, feat for me, because it's normally supposed to be six people. I did it as one person. It was good. Only because you played it for about 200 hours, and you uh, are the equivalent power. To be, uh, to be no, that's not how long you've been playing it, is it? What, Destiny in total? Yeah. That That is pretty much... Are you serious? Very, very serious. Although, that's... well, <laughs> that's roughly that's speaking 15 straight days. But that's according to the Destiny app. If you go to the, uh, there's a Destiny website called Destiny Tracker. According to that, would you want to know? Well, according to Destiny Tracker, the I have spent um, 24 days <laughs> playing Destiny. So I'm not sure which one's correct. Uh, it's either 15 or 24 days, but either's way. bad enough, Don. <laughs> yeah. so you know, yeah. and just think if you hadn't found a girlfriend it could be twice that I know imagine how I'd, I'd literally have every single weapon in the game by now if that hadn't happened would you trade her for the every single weapon in the <laughs> game if you could oh stop recording yeah. uh, <laughs> no of course that's I wouldn't. A, you know she's got weapons of her own that's what women do <laughs> they are a weapon in of themselves <laughs> So with that piece of misogyny, uh, it's time to close this week's podcast. Um, Thank you for listening. It's been an absolute joy to do. Uh, Don, thank you for joining us at last. You're welcome. Brilliant. I hope you enjoyed it. What what are your new workmates like, Don? Uh, All right. Very quiet. Oh, dear. Very tall. They always are at the beginning, aren't they? Really, really tall. So I'm suspicious of people who are like six foot and over. Yeah, because the taller someone is, the less I, the less trustworthy I find. Mm. Because you know, in history, everything that's been bigger than everything else has normally been evil. Like you look (laughs) at Predator, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, um, (laughs) Slender (laughs) Man. That's true. It is like working with with Slender Man. (laughs) Name me one tall thing that's taller than everything else that's nice. Uh, what about the uh, Megazord from Power Rangers? Yeah, 
But that, no, because <laughs> that, that's things that are connected together. It's not a singular entity. That's true. What about the BFG? Um, Although there were other giants that were even bigger than him and they were evil. So, yeah. again, height. I think Death being big... Being big just makes you horrible because you sort of have this complex that you're like bigger than everyone else and you can be horrible to others. Looking down on people literally and figuratively. That's yeah. Why, that's what happens, I think. Mentally, so, something goes off in your brain. That's it. So, Gareth, that's your homework. Next week, you tell us one tall person um, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> right then, so, speaking to you all later on, you've been listening to the Game Central Podcast episode 54. Join us next week for episode 55. Wait. There we go. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You can follow us on Twitter at Game Banter. Game Banter, that is. Also, you can get Snapchats of Gareth's Willie uh, every day <laughs> with Gareth Willie Arms. So just add him on Snapchat. That would be absolutely fantastic.